good. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am I'm so much crazier than I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take me. And a holly jolly romantic welcome to Facing Off. This is a podcast. I'm Nick. That's Gabe. Hi, Nick. That's Layla. Hello. Right there. I'm looking at the camera. It's, it's facing <laughs> Nick off. is new to this. He's a looking at the podcast where we compare, contrast, and rate uh, two pieces of uh, media. Usually they're movies. Sometimes they're TV shows. Today they're holiday romantic comedies. Uh, the Holiday Woo. versus uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, which is sort of a holiday romantic movie. There's snow, so yeah, there's holiday too. There's, there's holiday. There's multiple holidays. Is yeah, it, it starts a at a holiday party. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's not a Christmas movie, though, is it? When she's like a big cigarette smoking drinker. You put too much emphasis on big. I know. So did the movie. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get into that. Layla, do you want to talk to the audience about... Wait, do we have any, like... Do you have anything we need to talk about before we get straight into it? Hey, guys. Have a happy holiday season. Yeah, we've been gone a yeah. couple weeks. We have been. Thank you for really, being we patient. We hope you're Layla well. finished her first, her first quarter trimester. Yeah, first semester. quarter. Yeah. Trimester. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> you have... Of school, of school, people. Jeez, get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, Yeah, it's really exciting. Pause for applause. Yeah, it's it deserves one. (laughs) Just finished finals. I am thrilled. I am thrilled. Uh, We know what that's like. We're highly educated. We're back talking about movies, (laughs) uh, comparing, contrasting. Yeah, I'm excited for the next hundred episodes. I don't know about you two. Yeah, the bicentennial. I'm fucking Man. pumped. Uh, Layla, do you want to explain why we're doing the holiday versus BJD? Sure. Um, these are two movies set around the holidays, Nick, um, about women who are down on their luck in love and in deciding to put themselves first, find love in the process. But most importantly, two movies with a running montage set in England where the finish line is one hunk of a British man. Hunky mm, British man. We're yummy, yummy. In my time. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to do these two movies. Honestly, they were a delight. They were the. It was the first time I saw either of them. So, oh my you've god, never seen the holiday! What? Wow, I, you'd never uh, seen the holiday? No, I saw like parts of it before, and I knew like who was in it. But I was like, a fucking movie with Kate Winslet and Jack Black. That's sick. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is sick. Uh, it is. So we're gonna use our normal rating scale, the one through seven thing that we always do. Mm-hmm. You guys know the drill, right? There's been a hundred episodes. You've listened to them all. Number one is really bad. Number seven is really good. Know. Number four is right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're gonna use five categories, like we usually do. One of them subbed out for the holiday category, and that's actually the category we're gonna start with. Oh, cool. Uh, it's called mistletoe. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's a category that we bust out for romantic comedies but with a holiday twist Uh, so we're going to talk about how drawn to each other the the characters were how believable their romance was um, how believable their kiss under the mistletoe would be (laughs) Um, why do you say mistletoe (laughs) Because <laughs> there's a there's a meme on Twitter of a, a, a toad toy tied to a mistletoe, and then hung up over the door. That's and genius. Said, We're gonna kiss under the mistletoe. I would absolutely have sex under that. It's very stupid. Look up the look up the meme. It's not funny. Uh, we're gonna start with BJD Bridget Jones Diary. I'm gonna moderate. That's why I keep talking, which is unusual uh, for me. So Gabe, go go first. Tell us. Uh, BJD oh, hey, Bridget Jones Diary. Bridget Jones' Diary, Mistletoe. Uh, look, there is some hot. There's some hot like chemistry in this movie. Uh, there's some deeply inappropriate romance between Hugh Grant and Renee Zellweger. They're very beautiful people. Inappropriate but to you. Everything hot that's to happening. Else. 
everything that's happening is so fucking illegal in the workplace, so unchill. <laughs> People are touching their at each other's asses all willy nilly. He's like creepy with her, but she's like, yeah, but he's sexy though. He's sending her like horribly abusive sexual harassment emails, um, and this she's is sending not them. Not how I thought that this was going to. Start. <laughs> but I will say, so just starting with their relationship, super steamy. Fucking fun, so wild, fucking hot. Hugh Grant just never been hotter than in that movie or a couple of the other ones that he was in at the same time. Um, but what I really like about this movie is when you get to the Colin Firth one because Colin Firth at first, like, you at know, first. obviously the whole story is he's like kind of, <laughs> he's kind of like, he seems like he hates Bridget. And he seems like down and he seems off. Like Nick and I were asking if he might be on the spectrum. Uh, and at least that's how he's like being presented. I want to ex- extricate myself from that. <laughs> well, we talked about it. We did. You asked it though. Yeah, I asked. Sorry. Okay. I'm the inappropriate he one. Is and that's play- okay. He's I like playing one. like a flat monotone affect kind of guy. Well, he says like very like direct things too. Um, but, you know, it's really amazing when you realize like this guy has kept down so many emotions from this like really traumatic uh, breakup he had or like divorce that he had. Um, and I think that they the way that they slow build their romance is pretty believable and like something that you want to invest in and it doesn't hurt that he's so fucking cool in the end and she is like quirky and fun and you could see why she would be with someone like him especially when she's been treated like shit for so long so i'm gonna give it a five out of seven not the steamiest i've ever seen but there are moments of uh boners up mistletoe <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> So it's hotter than eggnog, but colder than figgy pudding. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? That was a completely arbitrary system I just made up. Layla, what do you think as the resident expert on Bridget and her diary? Yeah. I mean, Bridget Jones' diary was like my favorite rom-com growing up. I'm going to give this a seven. Oh, dang. So I don't know if you boys know this, but this is a play on Pride and Prejudice. And like Colin Firth's character is awkward and weird because... The main love interest in Pride and Prejudice is like super unemotional and very awkward and and like is that who Matthew McFadyen plays <clears throat> in the Pride and Prejudice? Oh, from writer. the guy from Succession. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah exactly. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I so these two like different tropes are like women's favorite romance tropes, like the unattainable bad boy like really shouldn't be doing this situation and then on the other hand it's like enemies to lovers slow burn romance Mm -hmm. and they both are happening like simultaneously and it's anything a woman could ever want like a love triangle two men after her two very different types of romance storylines happening and it's also Hugh Grant and Colin Firth I mean like in love actually those are like the two most contested storylines as far as women like can't decide which one they would prefer and so it's like it's just it's absolutely a seven to me like they're both just incredibly hot in their own ways and it's so romantic and lovely and fun and she's so great in both relationships like even just getting her getting to watch her like say fuck you to Hugh Grant is so fun as well and like I love everything about the romance stories in this movie. This truly is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. (laughs) I forgot that this category is just like really for rom-coms or like romances. So I actually kind of want to go up to a six as well. I'm going to do a six, not a seven, because I think there are rom-coms that I like a lot more. And I like the chemistry in them a lot more. But this is definitely, um, I agree with you. Yeah, (laughs) it's because she got to say fuck you to Hugh Grant. Yeah. That's the only reason you went up. I should say that more often to Nick. (laughs) (laughs) okay uh what about the holiday layla the holly jolly day yeah the hall no not that not what he said the holiday (laughs) um i gave this a five um i think it's lovely and i think it's so fun and i do really like both the main relationships in the movie but they're not quite as like natural to me i think as bridget jones is like i feel like i do I think I might potentially be in the minority. Like I love Jack Black and Kate Winslet's chemistry in this movie. And I think it's really sweet. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily love it. And I can understand why. 
I also I don't. don't. I don't um, love like Jude Law is just, just, just <laughs> he is yeah. everything, um, and he's perfect, what is he? and he's everything, and he could have done <laughs> this entire storyline by himself, and it would have been great. Um, but I don't like. And maybe it's just that I'm not an insanely huge Cameron Diaz fan, but like I think she's a lot at times within their romance, and it takes a little bit away for me from their storyline. Um, she's just like I know that Nancy Myers is like the queen of creating neurotic women, and like I get that, but like there are times where I'm just like, can you stop? Like <laughs> he's just mm-hmm. this beautifully gorgeous hot man in front of you. Like calm down a little bit, please. <laughs> Um, but I really like them. I think they're definitely like super fun romances and I watch the holiday every single Christmas. So I'm going to go with a five. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I think this is like the main thing that this movie has going for itself is that like, I actually think the chemistry is like really fun and like kind of believable. I'll start. I, I don't know if that's a minority opinion, maybe with people that you talk to, but I Kate Winslet and Jack Black is like my favorite. Uh, yeah, I agree. I love them. I love yeah, them. Yeah, I think movies. Jack Black is really sweet, and I actually really understand why there would be chemistry there totally. because they're such kind people and they're yeah, drawn to it. But genuine. they're like, yeah, I actually like, I'm not saying that they should have had sex, but like the biggest <laughs> chemistry in this movie actually might be Kate Winslet and the writer from the Writers Guild. <laughs> like those, I could have done a whole movie with just her meeting that guy and like having dinners and stuff. Sweetest old man. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love all those scenes. With Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, I like mostly agree with you. I kind of think like, yeah, for sure. They're both super hot people, especially <laughs> Jude Law. And the way that Nancy Myers like color corrects uh, their eyes to be like just extreme versions of blue and green is just like, yeah, it's hot as shit. Good job, Nancy Myers. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I don't like fully get their romance. Like, I get that it's like a polite, hot Englishman. And she's like feeling down, but I wouldn't see it as like a relationship afterwards. They're just like hot people who have sex. I think they're they're like so nice to each other, and I like how like Cameron Diaz is like, wow, you can actually date a guy that's not a full on piece of shit. Um, that's it's possible. Uh, it's rare, but uh, um, I I just didn't believe like the chemistry between them. I actually I I'll talk about Jude Law later, but I really like I think th- there's a lot of appeal for him, and I just don't know if they would be like a good couple in actuality, based yeah. on their like personalities and stuff. So I will give it a five as well. Hmm. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Layla? Oh, I mean, I realized I could probably talk more about this in a- actoring, but like, I just feel like. I can absolutely see why she would fall for him. But a lot of the times where he's just like, you're a different kind of girl, aren't you? Like, I don't really get that. I'm just like, why is she a different kind of girl? Because she's just being silly and kind of neurotic and crazy at times. She's a like, neurotic lady boss. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why he's like more interested. I don't know. I just like there's on that end of it. I'm not I don't really fully understand like what he's grasping on to. Like it, I definitely get what she be, is. It might be because he walked into the house to pee and she was like, let's have sex. Yeah, that's a pretty different thing to say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, fair. I don't. I agree with you. I don't believe it. And I am in the majority. I believe I don't think Jack Black is very good in this movie. Oh jeez! All right, See, we'll talk about that. I think people think that. I don't think yeah. that's the rare of the. That's the rarer of the two opinions. That's what I was mm. saying. I think I'm in yeah. the minority in thinking that Jack Black's great in this movie, and I think people mm. think their chemistry in Jack Black isn't amazing, which I'm surprised by because I think he's great. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just bridge this conversation into actoring. Layla, go. Layla, I thought you were literally drinking out of a bottle of wine. Just (laughs) a whole bottle of wine. Yeah, it would be very Bridget Jones of me. The perspective on Zoom was weird. So, (laughs) so continue to talk about Jack Black and the whole crew in the holiday. Layla, yeah. Um, what did I even give it for? Oh, I didn't give it a score yet. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a five. Um. I really like Jack Black in this movie. I think he's so endearing. I think it's so sweet. I think it's really lovely. I think him and Kate are very well-written characters. I absolutely believe why they would fall for each other because 
for the first time, both of them are engaging with a human who's on their level that can like empathize with them, be compassionate with them, actually give a crap about them and pay attention to them. Like Mm -hmm. they're just really kind to each other. And they engage in each other's stuff and what they have to say. And it's just natural. I think it's really lovely. And I like that it's, um, I don't know, it's just very sweet. And I and I think you don't, we don't get enough like rom-com storylines that are just genuinely very lovely. I think a lot of the time they are very sexually charged. And it was nice to just watch these two characters totally kind of fall for each other, like kind of through friendship. Like it really was just like this great camaraderie with each other. And I think, both those actors did an incredible job. I mean, Kate Winslet's like just the best. She's the type of neurotic that Nancy Myers makes that I love. See, I feel like mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz took it too far a little bit. And I think Kate Winslet yeah. was like perfect. Like that line where she's like, I hate my horrible life. Like I love like every little small thing that Kate Winslet does in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip, I think Cameron Diaz, she almost is like a little bit less, like she's less lovable in her neuroses she's just not like as good of an actor for yeah, sure i mean fact, she's yeah. just not in general um i think she's really like she can be like funny ish at times in the movie and it works but like it's not as good it's just not as good and 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 i think it plays into the romance in the sense that jude law is just so naturally perfect i'm sorry i'm yeah. just gonna be like a jude law stand this entire podcast but never he, apologize for that he it's like he just is jude law like in this movie i imagine that's how jude law is in real life and he's just perfect and he walks into a room and is just like magnetizing i mean like I just I believe every second of it. I believe when she runs back into the house and he's crying in the corner. It feels so genuine and sweet. Um, so I yeah, I think it's good. I think it's lovely. I think there are some times where it's a little bit too much, so I can't give it higher than a five. Gabe, talk about Cameron Diaz and how big the corners of her mouth are. <laughs> they are huge. <laughs> um, got a lot of mouth corner going on. Yeah, I don't know. So like a joker. This one I feel bad about. Yeah, kind of like the Joker. You feel bad about um, it. This one about I feel kind of bad. Well, here's the thing. I, I'll start with the great. I love <laughs> Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet can never do wrong. She's one of the best actors of her generation. She's incredible. Uh, she is so dynamic in everything she does. Like, there's a neurotic energy that she has in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind that is like totally opposite of what it is in this one. I think it's a little more grounded in this one. Um, and she's just very sweet and lovable, but there's like a level to her that's just like frustrating, uh, frustration, just like waiting to burst. Um, and she's really great as that. Um, you know, I personally like Jack Black in this movie. I don't think he's like great. He's just being Jack Black, but he's not being like silly Jack Black. So it's kind of nice that he tried this out. Um, and I let... I like Jude Law a lot in almost everything he's done. There's like a, I kind of like him when he does darker roles, to be honest. Uh, He's just so good at being scummy. Um, But it was, he's very lovable. I love all the scenes where he's with his kids because there's like, he seems like the character is so genuine in those moments. Cameron Diaz is like, so I just watched my best friend's wedding recently and I thought she was like fantastic in it. Like perfectly casted, does everything great. This one, I kind of just was like, ugh, this is such a, like, stereotypical rom-com girl. And I was like, damn. And and it made me think about the whole movie. Because, like, I also think the guy who um, uh, who played the uh, old writer. No, the old writer um, yeah. is really – he's great. I mean, he's, like, a super famous actor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm an asshole for forgetting him. But um, – I like the acting, but there's something so, like, fake about everything. I don't know how else to put that. Like, rom-coms are okay. supposed to be, but there are moments in this that are, like, serious. Like, it gets to serious levels. You're understanding, like, real complex issues in a relationship. But yet, like, I feel like other rom-coms dive into those issues in a way that actually makes me feel emotionally involved. And part of it in this is, like, how Nancy Myers directs her actors. She's a tremendous writer. It's just the way she shows – everything looks so fake, and it doesn't make me believe the actors. So I'm going to give this one a four. I I still think it's, like, pretty average for the genre with – 
the exception being that Kate Winslet is incredible and then Jude Law is pretty good. I was going to ask about writing. That's yeah. why I said okay. Because like actoring is a category we talk about writing, acting, directing, the whole shebang. Yeah, I mean, specifically with The Holiday, like we should address that this is a Nancy Myers film and right. yeah. Nancy Myers is one of the great female writer <laughs> creators of our time. And we will absolutely be doing a Nancy Myers episode on this podcast at some yeah. point. And she's famous for creating, like, dynamic, I should say, white female characters. Like, she's mm. historically very famous for creating only very white privileged female characters, which these are two very white female Check your privilege characters. at the door, sweetie. Um, but she is, like, kind of incredible for it, right? But, I mean, yeah. it's... In that sense of, like, that fakeness you're talking about, I think that comes a little bit with how, like it just doesn't feel like their lives feel super real at times. Like it just, it feels like the whole environment created around them is just a little bit of like this like fantasy and it's just mm-hmm. kind of hard to like yeah, okay. feel like it's real and engage yeah. with those characters because it doesn't feel like real life characters at times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is sad because she's trying to create worlds for women, right? But mm-hmm. it just ends up being like this kind of fantastical, unattainable woman that doesn't really like encompass yeah. everybody true good very well <laughs> good very true. well said good uh let's talk about bridget jones and her diary um and how well written directed and acted that movie is um i'll lead by saying uh, apparently renee zellweger gained 24 25 pounds and worked at a publishing company for a little while interesting for this movie very method uh she also spoke in that accent for the entire time she was on set so Given that information, Gabe, what do you think about Renee and Well, I'm glad I'm glad you, you brought that up. She's like so when I first was wa- so we accidentally we should say this now, we accidentally started <laughs> watching Bridget Jones Baby in like ten minutes because uh Nick's fiance Julie was adamant that it was Bridget Jones baby and she's like I don't understand why it's like 20 minutes more than uh, the actual movie <laughs> I think she and got, I was like everyone looks so old in it honestly what it was is she kept trying to use the like talk and search function oh and yeah it wouldn't work and she got frustrated and said it really loud and then it I think it heard baby because she was like mm. annoyed <laughs> and, and then she said baby how spoilers and Renee Zellweger looked super old she looked no Colin Firth looks so old and I was like do people think Colin Firth is handsome and then and because I'm looking at him and then he was like Bridget King's Jones King's diary age. starts playing and Colin Firth is in the first scene and I was like oh shit Colin Firth was a fucking hunk he's like very <laughs> like charming oh my um, god I love Colin Firth anyway I anyways I, I mean to start with Renee Zellweger when I when I first was watching that other movie I was like I didn't know she had a British accent in this like that's wild they hired an American actor for that when everyone else is British and um I I would like to uh, the more and more that I try to think that Renee Zellweger like is annoying to me she's fucking good at acting she's, she's really a great good. actress she's been a great actress for a while she's really dynamic um she she is so fun in this movie in like a she handles awkward comedy so well and it's so all well. on her face and all in the pacing of how she speaks and at no point did i think it was a fake accent she she does a very good accent totally um she's very natural she doesn't like slip i also just like i fully get like because of how committed she is to it like i can fully get the relationships she has and her struggles through those and also like how she talks to her family and friends um she's great every moment with her at her work is just like delightful to watch uh and so cringeworthy uh and her her speech when she like she's like no (laughs) and then gives that speech is like i can understand why she got nominated for best actress that year like it's good and it's it's a stretch to ever put like a rom-com actor in what in the Oscars and she fully deserved it. Uh, Hugh Grant plays a piece of shit so fucking well. I was actually, so there's a bunch of Harry Potter actors in the, in Bridget Jones's diary. And, uh, I was like, damn, Hugh Grant probably should have been Gilderoy Lockhart. He would have like fucking killed it. But Gilderoy Lockhart Lockhart had to be like confident, but also like, 
clearly a lot of people can see that he's fucking lying. So like Hugh Grant, like he could do that, but I think he would just be too charming where I would be like, oh yeah, he actually did all these things. So, but I think he's really fun in this. Um, I don't think he's like great in it, but he does exactly what he's supposed to do. Um, and then lastly, Colin Firth is just like a tremendous actor. Um, I don't think that he deserved the Oscar that he got. Well, I deserved. Yeah, he did. King's Speech, he's very good. I just thought it was just like, whatever. We're really trying here to like give the Oscar Beatty performance of the year. But in terms of this movie, <laughs> I love what he's doing. Like he's, Strong he, he's so subtle and so direct. Subtle. Oh my God. And charming and like scary. And I think the whole last speech that he gives her or last thing he's talking about when he like swears to her, I was like, this guy's sick. Like, I, I love it. <laughs> so I'm actually going to give this one for rom-coms. I think it's like a five. I'm like close to a six, but like, I, I don't know. Like in terms of like if r- the romance genre, I think there's just better acting out there. But Renee Zellweger is incredible. So five. Where are you at, Layla? Yeah, I'm going to give it a five as well, even though, like, sh- like it- it's hard because I'm, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's a five. But, like, I want to give it a six simply because of how great she is in this movie. She is so remarkable in this movie. I could watch her as Bridget Jones do anything. Like, she mm. is just so entertaining. I also want to point out for Colin, he played Mr. Darcy. So, like, he played Mr. Darcy and then also uh, in this as, like, a version of Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And he just, he does it so well. Like you said, he's so subtle. He carries such a, like, a packed punch in, like, such a small amount of dialogue and without any real outward emotion. He'll say one thing and I'm like, oh, my God, he's in love with her. <laughs> mm. Like, it's it's so subtle and incredible. She, oh, my God. I mean, like. Her physical comedy is incredible. When she yeah. sings all by myself, like she can just carry a scene all by herself drunk in her apartment and it's magnetic. Like I just want to be there singing with her. I want to get drunk with her and sing. Like it's just, it looks like so much fun. Um she's hilarious. Her her narration, like I know that I'm going to talk more about that in spectacularity, but like it's so great. It's so great. Um and then Hugh is just Hugh. I mean, he plays the, like, shitty person so well and kills it. Her parents are hilarious. <laughs> like, mm. I just think all the side characters are really funny, too. Um, I think, like, her co-workers really funny at times. Like, I just... Everybody plays their little bit really well. Um, you know what? what Fuck it. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six. The more I think about it, it's just her yeah. friends are hilarious to me. I just think everyone does a great job and the comedy hits so well. And in huge part, that's the writing. The writing of this is just so fun. <laughs> if it means anything, it doesn't. I would have given it a six as well. Let's talk it about does, originality. Nick, it does. Whether or not. Yeah. What? No, go ahead. Look at the camera, Nick. Look at the camera. Yeah, look at the, look at the <laughs> camera. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. Let's talk about whether or not these movies should have been made and how original they are, how they stand out in their uh, genre, which is r- romantic comedy, or and or holiday movie. Um, let's go uh, Gabe and let's go Bridget Jones' Diary. Um, did it need to be made for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bridget Jones' Diary is like an iconic romance movie and they made three of them because of that and i'm sure they made some like straight to vod versions without renee zellweger because they do that with all rom-coms um i don't think they did they didn't actually yeah it's just Um, the three which is great you you could imagine that they did (laughs) it was just Um, different different white women's names in their diary yeah karen natalie natalie smith's diary nicole bridgerton's diary yeah um yeah, that's and then the just show like Bridgerton. A guy. Like, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I, I uh, like it's creative. I think it's like I, I actually like a lot of the like stylistic choices of it. Like, I love when there's like her diary is writing across the screen when she does something. I like the style of like the structure of why it's her diary and what she's going through. Um, and the interchanging, like awkward situations that she could be part of, I think are really creative. I think the characters are really all different and unique, um, in terms of their writing. Um, I think 
Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, like, this is just one that needed to be made. It's really clever uh, overall, like, in, in every element. I don't think it's, like, borrowing from any other romance movies. Pride and Prejudice. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess it's borrowing from Pride and Prejudice, but like, it, how, it's a like, completely, closely does it go? It's, it's a completely hilarious and different take on Pride and Prejudice, which is amazing. <laughs> like. It. Like it's it's um I I would still argue that it's incredibly original for its take on it um mm. and it's it's loosely based the only thing that's like really it's there's two men and then the whole him sleeping with the his fiance or whatever there's like mm. a version ish like of that in Pride and Prejudice basically they're like they used to be best friends and then they hate each other because of some awful incident that like that that happens that's exactly yeah. what happens in Pride and Prejudice. Um, and they like Hugh Grant lying about it. So there, it's like that stuff is like very close to Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Um, although, again, I would argue that it's incredibly original how they decided to remake it because it is really common for Jane Austen novels to be remade in different ways. Yeah. Um, and it's a very original way to do it. It's a hilarious Briti- Brit- British comedy. So. Yeah, it reminds me a lot. I think that like it is creative and it, like it's okay if it's based on classic text. Because it's creative in the way that, like, Clueless exactly. is, you know? Yeah. Like, and it, it's not that, I mean, it's not obvious to me, because I haven't read that, uh, and I'm arrogant and ignorant, but uh, it's also just, like, she adds little touches, and the characters are so fun that you could forget that it's even some other story. It just feels so yeah. much like it's its own thing. So I actually think I'm going to give it a uh, six out of seven, because I'm basing it off of, like, romances and romantic comedies. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it a six as well. And I like everything that you said, but also Bridget herself, like the character that they created. There is no other Bridget out there. Like Bridget is just entirely her own character in person. And the work that um, Renee put into that character, like it's just it's one of a kind. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a six for me. The way that it was interpreted, the characters that were created even those side characters, the mom, dad, the friends, yeah. like there just aren't characters like that in other movies and other rom-coms. They're so hilarious. Um, That's what I appreciated the most. It definitely needed to be made. I mean, it was my favorite rom-com growing up. Like I loved this movie. So Our, it's, it's my favorite rom-com growing up at the age of 30. <laughs> really? It probably, oh. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. great. I don't like rom-coms. So it's Dude. like saying it's my favorite like poop I've ever taken. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got a question. The best one of them. I got a question. In in Harry Potter, when they have, you know how like sometimes they'll see the teachers who are like linked up with other teachers at the the dances and stuff. Uh huh. When Horace Slughorn is there, is yeah. he paired up with Madame Pomfrey? Because that would be fucking funny. Because they're in this together as a couple. I don't know if they are. I don't even know. Do yeah. I guess I. I don't know if you see them dancing at the dance. No, but. I guess not. Only Wait. you see Agreed and uh, Ag- Agreed in uh, Madame. Well, he's not a teacher yet. Oh, true. Right. 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 Yeah. And you digress. Yeah. <laughs> what about the holiday? Ooh, Layla. Mm. Um, how original is the holiday? How necessary is it within its genre? This is hard. I think it's okay. Because those are two, like, different questions to me. I think it's very necessary. I don't think it's super original. (laughs) Um, It's, like, one of the most, like, famous Christmas rom-coms at this point. It just is. Whether people like it or not, it just is. So, like, to a certain extent, obviously it needed to be made because people love it. (laughs) People were craving it. People wanted it. It's just a point-blank Christmas rom-com that people can love and watch every year. So that is necessary. Um... Almost every single trope in this movie was taken from a different movie. (laughs) Like, we in our own group chat basically (laughs) pointed out, like, a million different (laughs) moments, instances in this movie that were straight up taken out of Bridget Jones. Like, when she's drunk and singing Mr. Brightside, you immediately go back to when Bridget is drunk and singing All By Myself. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... There are so many instances. And and again, like, I love when people pay tribute. That's great. Like, that's fun. And I, and I think that probably plays into why the holiday is so great and people love it because it just pays, tri- plays, sorry, pays tribute to a lot of 
great rom-coms. And then you add on the fact that it's straight up Christmas, so it's just a full-on Christmas movie, and that's all that it is. That's that Maybe that needed to be made, because I don't really know a whole lot of Christmas rom-coms other than Love Actually. Like, full-on Christmas. Like, Bridget Jones is set in other times of the year. Uh, we probably did one last year on the pod, but it wasn't good. Hmm. <laughs> The, yeah, the, last year we did Christmas movies, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, we did the Family Stone and yeah. uh, that new Happy Christmas or whatever yeah, it was called. Right. So I feel like it kind of filled a little gap for people. I don't know. I'm going to go with like a four because okay. I just don't think it like – it's not doing anything remarkably original. I do Other than the house swap. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say there are two creative things that – there's no other movie like this. First of all – I, we didn't. But we that's couldn't. Such a basic. I know, like, but we couldn't find a single movie that was exactly this. Did they the invent Airbnb? Really, maybe. And they, I would fucking do a house swap if I could be in that I mansion, mean, but, and then what, they stay in my one bedroom apartment. How unnecessary. Like, yeah. I don't want to just rent your house. I want to trade houses. I mean, they wanted <laughs> to get away, dude. Do they pay as well, or do they just trade? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think they just trade, which isn't a like necessarily fair trade, but it was a what they both needed. Model. I no one makes any money. Are you done? <laughs> just saying. Um, just saying, dude. I know. Let's let's take it up with the fucking Nancy Myers Corporation. Um, I. But it, besides that, like, first of all, we couldn't find, like, we didn't have a movie that was exactly like this. And I was like, really? That seems like such an obvious concept. How has no one else made this? I mean, what the real connection in these two movies is the Kate Winslet and Jack Black and Rufus Sewell is very similar to the mm-hmm. uh, Bridget Jones and or, or Renee Zellweger and Hugh Grant and Colin Firth. But the other thing is, um, I really, this is a creative touch that's like kind of simple and silly, but I really like the uh, the trailer stuff. Like how Cameron Diaz mm-hmm. like works on trailers, and then later when she thinks about things in her head, she can't turn that like voice off. And like how it, how she analyzes her life is trailers. I thought that was a clever, fun touch, and I love fake movies within movies. Um, I wanted to do a whole episode on that because there's just so many fake movies within movies that I absolutely adore. One of the adore. worst ones has to be this one. James Franco. It's pretty bad, but there are ones I like the ones that are purposefully like the most ridiculous ones, like the dog walker in uh, Trainwreck, which is like Daniel Radcliffe with like fifteen dogs. (laughs) That's that's a great one. Yeah, it's great. I actually Um, love it. (laughs) Yeah, I love all the fake fake ones. I think this one is good too. But I, you know, outside of that, I do agree. I think there's a lot of like rom com tropes in this that I'm just like, I've seen this romance before. It's really nice how nice they are to each other. And there's really mm-hmm. no like, there's no moment where that's like, you fucking cheated on me or you didn't like me or like, you're getting back with your ex. I mean, there's moments where they just with get a different tempted. man, but <laughs> yeah, they get tempted by it, but they don't really do anything. I mean, I guess Kate Winslet, Rufus Sewell, like blah, 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 with each other, but like, that's it. Um, what but- do they do? They, uh, blah, blah, blah. I do think it needed to be made. I think it's a really fun holiday uh, movie, and it's a you know a simple but clever concept. And I also have to say again, I really like the whole plot with Kate Winslet and that old man, and like getting him to go to the Writers Guild. It was like old man Jimmy John, um, that old man. Yeah, so I, to I'm going to give it a four as well. But I, I was pretty close to a five. You had a four? Yeah. Okay. Well, talk about I how... Just, he, there's just no movie like it. Were you, en- <laughs> <laughs> were you engaged with the movie? Well, were you, I, was it spectacular? You are? Spectacular. Really to you? Which is a category we're talking about. If you were engaged with the movie, did you keep looking at your phone, Gabe? Well, uh, with the... Look at the, look at the camera. Look at the camera. With the holiday, not... I was actually really engaged with the holiday. I watched it in two sittings because I was tired the first time, but it's like very and, long and drunk. It is really long for what it is. I think it's just fun. Every moment's really fun and silly. There are moments that are kind of sad, like when Kate Winslet is talking about what her ex did to her when Jack Black is so frustrated too. That's a really good scene. Um, but I think most of it is just fun, fun, fun. 
Uh, and I had a blast watching it. Honestly, I think it's pretty funny in moments. Like I, this is such a stupid thing, but the, uh, moment with Cameron Diaz and that dog where they're doing the like staring contest is fucking cute as shit. I'm, I'm a simple man. Uh, I, I like that. Um, I, again, I thought the trailer scenes were really funny and like the way it, it like in a world. And then like, I thought that was really fun. I, Here's like the things that took me out of the movie, like hardcore. And I'm so glad we're not doing eye candy because I would shit on uh, the holiday, even though I love it. It's bad. Like visually, it's a really, I don't like it. The set design is great. Nancy Myers kills it with set design, but it's lit. And it's funny that they, I always find it funny when a movie makes fun of a genre, like, or makes fun of other movies like this does with those like cheesy ass trailers. But then the movie visually looks cheesy and i'm like you know look yourself in the mirror if you're gonna start commentating on these other ones oh shit sorry sorry everyone um but uh so i it has this like fake tone to it that i'm just like should i invest my energy in this movie or should i just turn my brain off which is kind of what i did but i think that the stories themselves are interesting enough to keep me engaged so i'm actually gonna give it like a Five out of seven. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a five yeah. out of seven. It's above average. <laughs> I I enjoyed myself. It was a delight. Layla, what about you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm also gonna give it a five. Um, hell yeah. I think it's I think it's super sweet and lovely and fun. I think there's certainly scenes that could have been cut from this movie. Like I just think that there's. It's very whimsical at times. Like, you're just kind of watching these two ladies, like, living their life in, like, this very drawn-out short week. And, like, they're just filling a lot of space. And that's cool. How many cool. times does Cameron Diaz be like, I'm going to go home now? Can, yeah. Can I bring up one super yeah, absurd sure. scene? When she's driving and she can't, like, drive properly and she almost hits people and she's like, I can't figure this out. You know what her first action is to do? Stop at a store and chug a bottle of wine so that she could get back in the car and drive worse and kill someone. I laughed audibly and I was like, Nancy Myers, what are you fucking doing? That's that rom-com life for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Silly. Very silly. To drive your car. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like there's like a lot of scenes that just... I don't know. They're just existing. Like, there's a lot of scenes of just Kate Winslet, like, existing in L.A. And I'm just like, okay, like, this is cute, but let's move on a little bit. What's with the Santa Ana winds thing? I'm just gonna Apparently, that that's a thing. I mean, you both live in L.A. <laughs> like, it's like, ooh, ooh. Um, it does exist, but it's, like, such a big part of the movie. And I'm sure there's it's some metaphor to it. But it looks so fucking Myers, absurd like, in it. Did she go to L.A. one time? And they were like, that's called the Santa Ana Winds. And she was like, fuck, sure Nancy Meyer lives in uh, um, like, Well, then she's, I don't know what she's feeling. Because I don't, nobody calls wind Santa. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, like, trope. I don't know. It's just a it's romance probably in trope. Santa Ana in Orange <laughs> County that they might call it the Santa Ana Winds. I don't know. But. Possibly. Um... Yeah, it's I like do like. Miles away. No, you gotta stop. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a weird thing. I didn't like it. I do think I'm moving on from you guys. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> don't fucking throw me in. Extricate the yourself. pacing of this movie. I think is pretty solid. Like there are certain transitions and moments that I really like. Like when she's gonna leave, but then she decides to stay and let go by Imogen Heap starts playing and Mm -hmm. she's like sitting in the bar. I just think those little transitions are really cute. Um, But like overall, I think it's really cutesy and funny. Like when her and that guy are fighting in the beginning and the gardener's like, don't tell her, don't tell her. (laughs) Like, I just think there are really cute small moments in this movie that are really funny. Um, but yeah, I think it's a five. I don't think it's like the funniest, most engaging movie on the planet, but it definitely keeps me going. I could watch it every year once is kind of how I feel. Yeah. I would watch it every year. Yeah. Would you watch Bridget Jones diary every year? (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know what was going on. If it was just end of the day and I was tired, like I had just done a workout, but I was on my phone like for all of Bridget Jones' diary, which was fucked up of me because I actually really liked it. And I kept saying to Nick, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, this <laughs> I, really, is really I really liked Bridget Jones' diary. I, I liked it a lot too. I also get distracted because Julie loves to talk during movies and I like 
they're usually pretty funny topics that she brings up. So I just join in on that. And if I'm not fully engaged in the movie, usually if I'm fully engaged, I'll just like look at the screen and ignore. (laughs) But uh, this one, I was just like, I, 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 there was something taking me out of it. I think it was like, it was too like British. I, I don't know. I love Ow. British movies, but I just felt like it was too like British <laughs> rom com. Like fucking crumpets and the queen the whole time. It's yeah, bullshit. She's like, oh, you, you have some tea, and I was like, come on. Okay, all of our British listeners just stopped. Um, yeah, I'm so no, sorry. I, I don't know. I, it's the story is really good. <laughs> I like how they interact with each other. I think Renee Zellweger is always funny. Maybe it's a little bit of the cringeworthiness that I'm just like, ugh, I, I don't, I can't, I'm like, this is, hurts me to watch. But again, I really like cringe stuff. Oh, like, yeah, I that's love definitely a thing for people. Like, she is very cringeworthy. In oh, this so, movie. yeah. And I, and it's Nick and great. I couldn't stop like talking about like how inappropriate everything was with Hugh Grant and her at the office. Um, it feels like she's dreaming. Hey, or something. grow up, Layla. It's called the Me Too movement. Get on board. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to make a joke out of the Me Too movement. But seriously, Jesus come on. Christ. Pay attention to the world you're living in. It's 2021. Um, <laughs> um, but I'll, t- I'll bring in one moment that was super funny that Nick and I had to watch afterwards. Uh, and we had to rewatch it. The fight scene between you, Grant, and, so and Call of Earth is incredible. It comes so out of funny. nowhere. It's absurd. Raining Men is so playing funny. in the background. Like a club version of It's Raining Men. It's so funny. And then the way that they stop for the birthday and clap, <laughs> and then he throws them out of the window. It was It was delightful. I also just think, like, I know we talked about this in Mistletoe, but, like, the romance is, like, fun and it's exciting it's so engaging and hot. yeah and the, and i just think there's i you brought it up earlier but i love the interactions between uh bridget and her parents and like especially when she dresses up wrong and then her dad's just smoking a cigarette and like yeah. a, a priest costume it was a cute moment and it was like fun to be engaging in that so i'm gonna give it a five as well i just yeah. like I, I for whatever reason i wasn't that engaged but i think i'm gonna want to rewatch it it was yeah i <laughs> I'm going to give it a six. Um, And just to like piggyback off that last thing that you said, I also feel like in Bridget Jones, part of the engaging aspect is that the romance like is sober and like it takes a long time and it's not like not to say Kate and Jack aren't either, but like Jude and Cameron literally just like are in love with each other at the first second of the film. Like it just Mm -hmm. happens so fast. And then the whole movie, they're just like in love and like trying to figure that out basically. So there's not really something to engage in, I feel like, with their love stuff. Um, yeah, I'm super engaged with this movie. I watch this movie all the time. This <laughs> is, again, my like favorite rom-com ever. Um, I think Bridget's hilarious. I think everything about every character is engaging. I think the comedy is so funny. I love all the British aspects of it. I think it's just hilarious. I love her, like, like, w- like her stuff, like how, like, obsessed with she is with like taking vodka shots and like her cigarettes and stuff like her diary what she writes in her diary is so funny like she's just she's so engaging to me like i could again i could watch her do anything like she could do a one-woman show and i would watch her do a one-woman show so it's definitely a six um and i rewatch this movie all the time so i love it since you rewatch it all the time Means your legacy score pretty high because let's talk about legacy next. Whether or not this yeah. movie has a lasting legacy is the question that we ask now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I kind of struggled with this score a little bit. Um, really? Yeah, ob- like I want to give it a seven, <laughs> but like objectively, I feel like I should give it a six. Part of me feels like it's okay to give it a seven though because truly it has an unreal cast, like three of just the top tier actors out there. Like, it's. I feel like, but I feel, to interject. I feel like yeah. anybody, like my. So if I t- said Bridget Jones' diary to my younger brother, who everyone is, knows it, right? No <laughs> chance he's seen Bridget Jones' diary. No okay. chance he knows what Bridget Jones' diary is. He'd be like, "Yeah, that's yeah. a movie." Yeah, yeah, and like no yeah. knows of it. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, and and to be fair, like it was popular enough to create two more movies. Like it mm. is, it's, it's certainly got a long lasting legacy. 
So there's a huge conversation that should happen here, and I'll just go into it. I, um, I was going to, so I, I want you to. <laughs> well, it's, it it's interesting because I feel like I had like just I had a I actually ended up having a lot of conversations about all of this with a lot of people over this last week because I adore this film, but there are a lot of problems with this film. It's an incredibly fat phobic film. Yeah. Um. And and what's interesting about this is so I was talking to some of the students that I go to school with who are younger and they like this this missed them a little bit this movie generation wise and I don't think this movie is ever going to be okay for the generation below ours because Mm -hmm. it is very fat phobic and offensive and what's crazy to me is at the time that this came out and when I was growing up as much as it was fat phobic then too, th- at that time it was the early two thousands and double zero was like the size you were supposed to be. Like her being this size and being like naturally healthy and like normal looking was like kind of revolutionary in the she's early two thousands. She's not even like normal. She's skinny. Looking. She's she's not thin. Yeah. Yeah. She's absolutely. But at the time, she was just like normal because at the time no joke in the early 2000s fucking traumatic time a double zero was what you had to be to be like normal like double zero Mm. was it back then so for me growing up seeing her on screen being this very like kind of just like awkward weird just like be herself like normal person at the time that was a big deal to me and it was a big deal to a lot of like people that I knew loved the movie but now upon reflection, like, now that we absolutely know better, this is really fucking problematic. Like, we are, there are too many people in this movie commenting on her size at all times. Like, comedy is thrown at her about her size. Like, when the New York whatever is like, I thought you said she was thin. What? Why did that even need to be there? Why did that line need to exist? But it yeah. needed to, apparently. So... I have a I have a bad feeling this movie is not going to live on much longer. Did and the it's people just... you talk to be like, no, that movie's trash? They no, 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 no. They can like acknowledge trash. that it's like funny and that it's like a good movie, but I just don't think it's something they're going to engage with the same way or like want to put on because understandably it's like, I think it is hard for some people to watch because it is incredibly fat phobic. Well, I think I like have straight up insane that they do that so much so much so mm-hmm. much it's like it's Weird. when okay. you rewatch it and you go in with that frame you're just like what the fuck <laughs> like stop please stop like she's so skinny and <laughs> she's really so skinny in this movie stop <laughs> yeah yeah she's I, so really attractive too i don't get i don't get it yeah oh yeah i mean she's like she's consistently painted to be like the non like the non-attractive fat like drinking smoking like they paint her as like this awful female character that like oh it's crazy that these two gorgeous men could fall in love with her and it's like what she's like a really appealing (laughs) person she like she's such an appealing person yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so weird so i do yeah no i completely agree with you so like i do think I I have trouble seeing how this movie is going to like hit the same way for future generations. I think it'll be a classic for people that loved it when it came out. Like my generation and on, I think women are always going to love this movie. It is a mm-hmm. staple of that time. We love this character. We're always going to love this character and it will live on through those generations. But I truly believe it's probably not going to continue on. <laughs> So I'm going to give it a six. Like, I don't, I just don't, I don't think I can give it a seven. Yeah. I, I'm at the same level. I, I, you know, I was going to bring that up as well because, um, someone sent me an article, um, from Vogue that was like, did Bridget Jones make us hate our bodies? And well, the early 2000s into a lot did, of it. But. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, it's really heavy in this movie. Like, uh, pardon the pun there. Um, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Uh, but she, it's weird. And Nick and I couldn't stop commenting on it. And I was like, is she supposed to be 
big. Like I, I don't know yeah. what's happening, and Something. it's weird they kept mentioning it. And, like, and the tabloids also talked about it. I feel like this is really important to like bring up legacy wise as well. When she gained weight for this movie, yeah. like every tabloid discussed it as if she was like those actors who gain a shit ton of weight to play a fat person in a movie. Like, yeah, what the. Fuck weight was she before this? Sorry. Fucking probably. Do you remember her in unhealthy. Chicago? She is yeah, she was guess, literally yeah. stick thin in I Chicago. Wish I forgot <laughs> what she was like in Chicago because I hate that movie. Um yeah, I don't know. I it's definitely that's not aging very well. And I no. also just feel personally like I like it and I would watch it again, but I just like it's it's really, really hyped as a rom-com, and I was like not as excited by it as I expected, although I was more impressed with it than I expected, especially when Layla texted me and Nick beforehand, and she was like, this is such an important movie for me and my friends and stuff, but I'm worried that you guys are not going to like it. And honestly, Nick and I were having a great time watching it. Um, I think if you and- took out those jokes, this movie would be like just yeah, stellar. Totally. I yeah. just think those jokes don't age well, and they, they were just... The movie. They were, it was a bad it was a bad part of the early 2000s like it was a it was the she was the butt of a joke that didn't need to exist and it's like sad that that even needed to be in there because it's just so weird yeah <laughs> it's just so I mean it yeah it no ultimately I welcome to being that. a woman Nick <laughs> I yeah, yeah I, it sucks I, I like, sorry. sorry guys yeah I, I mean I it's and I also thought I'm I'm not joking about it like I actually thought the office stuff was super inappropriate and like and it was like kind of making you feel like that's okay to do well they also like grab her ass yeah that's what i'm saying like they made it there's no comment on it being wrong except for that she says should i report this to hr or something as a joke but it's just like i i think it's inappropriate at that part hasn't aged well but objectively i'm actually subjectively at like a six because of the problems and stuff but i think objectively in general this is this is like a top five rom com. It's like one of the when you yeah. name a rom com, this is listed every single time. Uh, That's what I like mean. Like I would give it a seven if it wasn't for this. But I think ultimately, I, it's not even just that. Like I, I actually think legacy wise, if we were to have this conversation like ten years from now, it genuinely would be n- not great. Like I don't think yeah. people are, and, w- and we should have this conversation ten years from now. But I don't think people are going to care about I'll see this you there. movie. <laughs> the way that we or I did and and you know there's, there's no way to avoid my mom did and whatever that is yeah and how weird it is so let's talk about the holiday real quick uh and then I'll I'll tell you what the who won okay <laughs> cool the holiday I would give so the holiday was actually just really pleasant and it's like an easy watch like I would watch it multiple times which helps and I think it is like a really rewatchable movie and I think it is rewatched a lot like it's it's a popular holiday movie because of the name, and that's it. Um, no, uh, <laughs> that's it actually, the only reason why people are like <laughs> people just type in, "Oh, it's Christmas time and holiday." It's funny that it's so popular because it and, and it has this like stacked cast because it just like wasn't that well received and it came out by critics or anything. Mm-hmm. I think because it's pretty shallow. Um, but there's something to it with Nancy Myers, and I think whenever you have a Nancy Myers movie, especially with like really hot actors and stuff in it, it's gonna be something that people keep talking about and want to watch. Uh, and it made a lot of money when it came out, not as much as Bridget Jones Diary, but it it made a lot. Um, and and I, I forgot to mention with Bridget Jones Diary, like Renee was also nominated for an Oscar, so it was like a pretty it's a pretty big deal, and that's always gonna be on there. And she won for fucking Judy. Ugh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I might give it like a five out of seven. I think it's like pretty, it's, it's survived. Like it's almost average to me, but it's like, <laughs> kind of like if you mention the holiday, people are going to be like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love the holiday. Yeah. That's what they would say. Yeah. They would be like the holiday. Sure. <laughs> Layla close us out. I'm going to give it a six. I think it is like, and I, to kind of play into the whole Bridget Jones thing in the opposite way, I think this movie is going to live on forever. There's nothing problematic about this movie. <laughs> like, it is... You don't get to see Jude Law's dick, so that's a problem. Correct, Gabe. I'm so yeah. sorry for you. Um, I that I go without seeing his dick. Ugh. I'm going to kill what? you guys. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
you say it wasn't problem problematic. Yeah, I just, I mean, I yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna continue to be just truly the classic rom com Christmas movie, and that is a niche that like matters, right? If you are a holiday movie and you don't, there's nothing problematic about you, and people like you. Everyone's gonna watch you for like ever and ever. People are gonna have their kids watch this movie with them. Like it's, this is just gonna keep going. No, I do think that there's a lot of sexual shit in this. It's a Christmas movie. What's I mean, like every teenage girl is gonna watch this, and then she's gonna show it to her like daughter eventually. Like this is it's a rom com. Sure, but I you said kids. They're they're gonna show it to their kids. I was like, should kids really watch this? There's a whole fucking scene about. Technically, I'm still my parents' child, so like when I say kids, I just mean like it's gonna get passed down, (laughs) like. Other next generation's gonna watch this. I'm sure they are. It's on Netflix, or it was. It's not anymore, but it was it's on, on Netflix Hulu. for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Like it's always on streaming services around Christmas time. It's got a stacked cast that people love. Like mm-hmm. it's. I just think it's gonna live on for a long time, and it lives in the Nancy Myers lexicon. And I think that just is like also gonna keep its like vibe going. So I don't know. I think it's it's it is. If you look up Christmas movies, it is on every single Christmas movie list, if not number one on a lot of people's lists. Like, I, I just... Yeah, and I feel like it's a movie that could come out now. Yeah. Christmas rom-coms, for sure. It, it ages pretty well. Yeah, like it yeah doesn't, definitely. Nothing in it is... Like, Love Actually is, like, the only other thing that really goes up against it, and Love Actually does actually have stuff that people now are like... Eh. <laughs> yeah was that okay do we like that that's kind of problematic um because it was made in the early 2000s so like i feel like with this movie it really is just kind of like a family like holiday movie that people are okay with and that they feel good about and like can continue to watch without feeling that way <laughs> yeah yeah but it lost so there's that <laughs> <laughs> what it, uh, it got a 48 and bridget jones in her diary got a 59 Wow, out of 70? That's yeah, fucking entirely great. above average scores. You guys never yeah. gave They're it They're great four. rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any well, below average. Uh, actually, there were no threes in this entire episode. Yeah, I didn't have Because the any. holiday got some be. average scores. But Bridget Jones' Diary got... You guys gave it all five sixes or one seven. Um, that's a lot of different numbers. That's three different numbers. <laughs> yeah. And we are three different people. And this has been facing off. We have our closing ceremonies now, Gabe. Uh, do you have any recommendations? I do. Uh, my favorite romance movie that's kind of around the holidays, there's at least snow in that one, is Serendipity. Um, mm-hmm. I love that movie a lot. Uh, it's great. I also was going to recommend another rom-com, but I'm like blanking. So, uh, oh, I just saw like a, a romantic comedy, <laughs> sort of. I, the romance is kind of problematic, but it's it's definitely a comedy. I laughed really hard at it. And that is Licorice Pizza, which will be a big awards movie. Uh, and it's about to enter bigger theaters. So go look out for Licorice Pizza. It's super fucking fun. Lily, your yeah. recommendation is going to be better. So you can- no. um, I'm going to go very, very to the point of this like specific episode um so as far as bridget jones i don't think there is a comparative movie to this but i would say if you haven't seen the kira knightley pride and prejudice you Mm. should go see it i need to um because that is what this movie is uh based off of and then as far as nancy myers films (laughs) you should see something's gotta give and it's complicated if you haven't seen either of those movies because someday i will make these boys watch both of those movies and do that on this podcast and i was gonna say you guys should prep for it because we are gonna great fucking nancy myers movies i think they're much better than the holiday i think nancy myers is much more in her element when she's writing older female characters as opposed to younger female characters Mm -hmm. so enjoy those two movies are like favorite go-to sunday afternoon i want a glass of white wine and to watch some like leading ladies lead a movie so chardonnay pinot gris actually i mean sauvignon blanc sorry i don't drink either of those other two whites (laughs) wow damn it an idiot super i had to say something bougie (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't drink either of those other whites you're sorry (laughs) she's sorry guys uh that's our that's our episode congratulations to bridget jones diary big winner chicken dinner and um next week we are going to do 
two movies that Layla is just thrilled that we're doing. Um, you should be. Although Boogie Nights is, I'm sure you like. So Do great. You like Boogie Nights? Layla? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Gabe looks so offended right now. <laughs> Boogie Nights. I mean, Boogie like, Nights versus on. Rockstar, a classic facing off matchup um, with a guy who has an IMDb page. A shit ton of Actually, credits. Holly has an IMDb page, I'm sure. Too. She does. And I know some other people. Alec Goldberg has an IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, Kane also is a good... Kane's, Kane has an IMDb. We have friends that are good yeah. and popular and fun. <laughs> They're but great. This guy is... Galen Howard is his Galen name. Howard Look him up. Uh, I'm sure you've recognized him from a bunch of shows. I'm really excited to bring him on to the pod. He uh, has been following us for a while. So I don't know if you're listening to this one, Galen, but... Uh, Looking forward to next He's on week. Next week, we're blushing. It's yeah. flattering, and we're going to talk about Mark Wahlberg a lot. So straight that. up, and um, his big ass pee pee, fake one. <laughs> Gabe, you know all of our our social media plugs, so you do this part. Yeah, hey guys, go and uh, follow <laughs> us on uh, Instagram. You know, if you're not already, and I I encourage you all to spread the the news far and wide that Facing Off is it. It is the hottest new podcast to in town it's happening and uh yeah we really appreciate everyone that listened to us and had us uh as like one of their top podcasts uh ava and mike and uh or ava sorry and mike and uh plenty of others i'm sorry i'm blanking but uh really appreciate you guys and so if you haven't followed us go and look up facing off pod there we're gonna have some like new type of art tomorrow so get your phones out and start tapping uh and then also you can find us on twitter twitter uh we are still also called facing off pod uh where we do polls and we uh say funny things we do polls uh who doesn't like going to the polls especially the north pole on christmas hey everyone happy holiday season uh we will talk to you before then but uh yeah. Quite the transition. We also have another Christmas episode coming down the pipeline, which Straight is up. just so much fun. It's going to be the most fun. <laughs> so episode. stay tuned. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do the Lindsay Lohan line. Okay. How do you have two guns? I didn't think two would be enough. <laughs> That's our send off. That's Peace. our send off. <laughs> I, and I was like, good night. Wait, when was Lindsay Lohan? I didn't think one would be enough. I messed up the line. <laughs>